Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. This is where success happens. A member of the industry syndicate, Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Well, good morning, everyone. I am Hope Borman. I am Divisional President of High Trust Coaching, and I have with me one of our superb High Trust Coaches, Dan Mumford. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Thanks for having me so, today. Absolutely, Dan. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, so we're going to kind of jump right in this morning. Today, we're going to be talking about the organization trap. Um, and I know that this is something that all of us should be listening to and paying attention to. And um, so we thought we would bring it to Coaching Live today. Um, you know, so the current environment is right now a, a raging, a raging river. Um, and it's kind of, you know, it's just a river of responsibilities, of timelines, and everybody needs something now and they need it immediately. So and the question is right now is that how well are you managing it? The question is, are you managing your business or is your business managing you? So um, I thought this would be a great conversation for us to have right now and to have Dan kind of jump in and talk a little bit about the organization trap. So, Dan, you're on. Right on. Um, you know, it's interesting right now because everybody is crazy busy. And so how are we handling it and how are we uh, navigating it? And I think I think that. The two lessons are, are one, acknowledge the power of this, uh, this flow. This flow mm -hmm. is massive. And there are two ways to handle it. One, you're just going to flow through it. Or two, you're going to actually navigate it. And mm -hmm. I, think, I think navigating it is definitely a better way to go. And in order to do that, what do we have to do? We have to have a little bit of outlook, right? And so I like to say, let's take a second. And well, Todd likes to say, let's take a second and, you know, go ahead of the river a little bit and get a really good look at it so that you can navigate it better. So get ahead of it as best you can. Right. right. You know? And are we are we using our time blocks as well? Mm -hmm. Like we yeah. should be. Yeah, it's you know so true, Dan. And I had an, an amazing conversation yesterday with one of our master level coaching members, and she is looking kind of down the road, so she's not just going with the flow of it. She is at least kind of stopping at intervals to see, okay, where you know where are the pain points, where are the wheels kind of shaking, and what can I be doing differently to have that river smooth, you know, go back to a smoother flow. And I just love the conversation because we were talking in terms of, you know, I think that's what happens in coaching is that you're slowing down for 30 minutes to look at your business, right? And you're not just in the, you're not just in the, in the flow of the river, would you say? Yeah. And what, what typically happens when we get super busy like this is we all of a sudden start doing things that we normally wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. Things that we, we, we use to delegate and things that because now it's not happening as fast as we want it to. So all of a sudden we're jumping into these to the river, shall I say, and mm -hmm. getting involved in these rapids that we don't necessarily have a place to be involved in. Um, so as we as we try to dam the workload, we've got to remember, I think one of the key points that we have to remember is continue to delegate as you have in the past, yeah. because if you don't, you're going to get sucked in mm -hmm. and then what, and then what, you know, 
Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of true. You know, you it, they were, I was reading, I was rereading um, time traps and the organization trap yesterday, and it talks about when you're when you're um when there's a river overflow or when it's flowing at this pace, um, you know, there's like these air pockets that create. So if you yeah. get sucked into the air pockets, sometimes you're, you know, it takes, it's really hard to come back up for air. And it's kind of what happens in our business, right? If you're not delegating and managing your business, you can get sucked down in the midst of it. And, and, and it may be a while before you can come back up for air. Would that be fair? Absolutely. Yeah? So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so what's the, what's the, what's the solution? And that's a, that's a blueprint to a dam, right? Because Mm -hmm. um, I loved in the book where he, where uh, Todd talks about what it took to build the Hoover Dam and the, Mm -hmm. the massive and millions and millions of, of, you know, pounds of concrete and the millions and millions of pounds of iron and, and all these things that it took to build this dam. So as we're one, we either, we either build a blueprint up front or we have a harder time building that blueprint or building the dam as we're going through it. Right. So um, I love the, um, the analogy of prior to the, the Hoover Dam, that river was so big and flowing. And then after they built it, matter of fact, a couple of my friends floated it last year and you put in right at the bottom of the Hoover Dam. And it is the smoothest, most calm, most beautiful river is from, from their point of view. And so that was really cool to hear from my friends that, and then reading the book, I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Because what a dam does is it calms the river, right? Mm -hmm. And so what are the, what are the the key things to calming a a river? And Todd talks about uh, accumulation, admission, action, and assessment. And those are the things that we need to look at as we, um, as we, you know, build our blueprint, you know? Mm-hmm. So thank you, Dan. So I just saw that Alec Hansen joined us. So good morning, Mr. Alec. It's always nice to have you join us this morning. Um, morning. I- <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dan, can you unpack that for me a little bit, you know, unpack those, those elements, those key elements that you just, you just touched on? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, basically, basically, we've got to get rid of some stuff, right? I yes. mean, in, in order for us to calm down a little bit, we've got to get rid of some stuff. So mm-hmm. as, as we take an assessment of our business, um, one of the key things we teach in coaching is create a not to do list. Yes. And, and as we're creating a not to do list, we're creating a list of things that our assistant or our um, someone other than us is going to take on these tasks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get asked all the time. This is an interesting question, but I get asked all the time, what does an assistant do? And sure, we have a basic document that says, what does an assistant do? However, mm-hmm. I don't like to use it. <laughs> I like to use the not to do list because it personalizes, it absolutely personalizes what an assistant actually does for an individual loan officer. Because some of us like to, to take the full loan application. Yeah. We enjoy it. As loan officers, there, there are certain things throughout our career that we really, really enjoy. So mm-hmm. as making an assessment of your business, don't let go of the things that you love. Right. Let go of the things that you don't love. And that way, that way you can clean up your business 
big time. Yeah. Yeah. So letting go of the things that you don't, you know, letting go of the things that you don't love and, or maybe not be your strength. Yeah. Right? And that's where admission comes in. You really have to admit what you're not strong at. Right. Right. And, and then this is the, this is where, this is where every salesperson or every loan officer, in my opinion, happens to fail mm -hmm. when they, decide to let go of things, mm -hmm. they continue to take action on those things. Mm -hmm. You have to stop taking action on those things that you have uh, delegated to another individual. Yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting to talk about, but I believe, um, I believe that having the ability to let go is super key in our industry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that, I think that that is, that is a, a skill of masters. To know yeah. when to let go, don't you think, Dan? Um, you know, I think that that is a skill of masters to know what to let go of. I think that everybody kind of acknowledges the the the, the need to have a, a to have an assistant. Um, I think that the most important step in you know in hiring an assistant is first to write out those roles and responsibilities, and okay. using the not to do list. You know, what is this person going to do? What does that job description look like? Because it's, it's almost as if if you build it, they will come. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. and, and I think that that's such an important step, not just to get the assistant, but to say, what is that person going to be doing? And also, once once you get that person in place, that you learn to let go. Um, I'm working with a, a client right now. In, in Canada. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said, I said, I think that was the key word is learn. Sure. All unnecessary tasks. We have to reteach ourselves. Right. So if we yeah. don't learn to let go, mm -hmm. then we'll or let go, <laughs> you right. know. Yeah, exactly. And and sometimes you just have to, you know, put your put your hands on your nose and jump in and and just you know just trust a little bit. You've, yeah. you've gone through the process of you know deciding who that person is. A person comes to you with skills. Um, you've gone through the training process, and now it's you know now it's time to you know to just let go. So I I absolutely agree with that. Um, I I kind of hear that um there is um there's there's an apprehension with that. And I'm wondering, Dan, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I'm wondering if sometimes people are in our industry don't let go because they, um, if they're, if they're not letting go of the busy work, then that's going to require them to be doing work that maybe is less, little less comfortable for them, like pursuing new business, pursuing new referral partners, pursuing and doing the green zone business. What do you think about that idea? I truly agree because I think, I think it's fear. So, so there's two sides of this fear that I'm talking about here. And the one side of it is fear that the transaction is not going to go super, super smooth. Right. And then the second fear is fear of going out and getting new business and the fear of connecting, making massive connection with uh, new partners. And so we have two sides of fear here. And instead of it being fear, why can't we just call it excitement and go out and be excited about getting new business? Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. I love that. So let's talk about looking ahead. You know, it's one of the things that Todd talks about in, you know, in, you know, um, in time traps. <clears throat> and when he's, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about the river, he's talking about looking ahead. And I had, you know, an amazing conversation with one of our coaching members, but I'm going to let you unpack this first. Um, as what does it look like to be looking ahead to just kind of stick to, to stop for a minute, put some rocks in the dam and be looking ahead, Dan? Well, the first thing is, is make sure you have a plan. And as we, as we coach, I 
antitrust coaching, that's one of the first things we start with is your business yep. plan. And um, and then and then we like we also like to transition that plan into other areas of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look forward. We have to look forward to not just the business, but your personal life, your right. health and things like that. So mm-hmm. as we're forward in these areas in your life, I truly believe because the the family and the health and, and all these things in your life are so important that we don't let the business affect those, that we stick to our business plan. We let go of the things we know we let go of, and we truly build a business that is based on a plan for our lives. Right. And you know, so, yeah. As Todd says on purpose. On Todd purpose. Is on purpose. I and love I that. love love how he does that. And so if we're not living our lives on purpose, then guess what? We're living them on accident and no one wants to. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that in today's environment, you know, we really kind of want to be making some decisions, you know, those decisions are, you know, and those decisions are made by looking ahead. What do I want my business to look like? What do I want? What do I want my life to look like? What do I want my client? face to look like? What do I want my referral partner, you know, relationships to be looking like, you know, to really kind of start to be making those decisions and using those decisions as a filter and everything that we do. Absolutely. Uh, One of the things I I put into practice years and years ago was to be home by five o'clock Monday through Thursday and home Mm -hmm. by three o'clock on Friday. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't doesn't mean I stop working. That Mm -hmm. just means I'm home. Mm-hmm. And uh, and as I as I as I learned throughout my career, um, working working from home obviously is something everybody is doing right now and getting very used to. Mm-hmm. But but one of the things that I've learned over my career is it's okay to be sitting on the couch with your partner in the same room, and if you're doing different things, you're still together. Yeah. So uh-huh. if you think you're still there. You're still together. You're still available to participate in things that need to happen. But if mm-hmm. you're if you're if you're busy doing a couple things, maybe shooting out an email or or working a little bit, I don't think that necessarily is 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 damning to a relationship. But mm-hmm. I do believe um, it is uh, important that you don't go overboard mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> and let that all define you, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's so true. I mean, the, you know, I think it's, it's balance, right, Dan? It's, sure. it's all of those things balancing, balancing all of those things. And I, I know that there's a lot of people out there right now that are, you know, in the weeds, they're in the midst of in the midst of this raging river. And they're saying, yeah, hope, right. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a step back or, or I'm going to, you know, I've got time to do planning for my business. Um, and, and I just have to say, and I'm going to let you answer to that as well, Dan. Um, but what I just have to say, if you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? Are you going to do it in hindsight? Are you going to look back at your business and say, I wish I could have, would have? Yeah. And what, well, and one of the things we, when we, when we first become a loan officer, this is all fine, right? Yeah. This, it's all fine to be super busy and super excited and uh-huh. start going through this river of craziness because we get a thrill out of it. We get a big mm-hmm. thrill out of it. But then all of a sudden it starts to get old. 
Yeah. And all of a sudden it starts to get taxing on our, on our minds. And, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever, this has ever happened to you, but it's happened. It happens to me all the time when we've had a really long day, back to back appointments, it's been super. And then I go home and I'm, I, it, it's five 15 and I'm sitting on the couch and I'm so worn out that it's not even funny. And I'm thinking, man, all I did was sit in a chair today. <laughs> I'm yeah. destroyed. I'm so tired, you know, and so right. it's not physical taxation, but it does cause physical taxation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Crazy. Mm-hmm. That all works. So one of the things when it comes to planning that I think is key is making sure that it's 100% planned. Plan your planning. And mm-hmm. how do we plan our planning? Well, here's what I do. At the beginning of every year, I make adjustments to my life plan that are conducive to where I'm at in my life. And so as I, as I go through the year, I can always look back on those pages and see what I was planning and thinking so that I can stay on track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, it's really important to plan yeah, your plan. Yeah, it is. You know, that's, that's, it's, it's, you know, it's so important and it's, it's actually great. And you're actually very, very proud of yourself that you are planning because sometimes when you're in the midst of things, you're moving so quickly, you're kind of, you know, every now and then, you know, a thought will come across your head saying, what am I doing? Am I planning? You know, what is this going to look like at the end of the year? What is my business plan? And, and I think it's one of the things we do a lot in coaching is we do, we kind of slow everything down and ask those questions. Um, great, you know, well done on your production. You hit 5 million, 8 million, 10 million, 20 million, whatever those numbers are. Um, how much of that was purchase business? Yeah. And, um, and, and how much of that, you know, how much of that was new, new client business, right? So how much have you grown your database of clients, you know? So I'm actually something that I've just started doing with some of our coaching members is to, to start tracking the number of coach, uh, uh, the number of coaching members that we have and also tracking with our coaching members what does their database look like so it, at the end of 2019 let's say you had 500 people in your database what is it going to look like at the end of this year how much have you really truly grown your business right yeah. how many how much have you actually grown your business and grown your database yeah and i think one of the that's one of the key things i've been focusing focusing on this year is is growth in databases with uh-huh. uh, with our our members and sure growth in database is so big because um, one of the key things in, in coaching is setting aside that time block to contact your, your database. Mm-hmm. Now, all with all these loans flying out of the sky, mm-hmm. how do you have to do that? Well, mm-hmm. you, you, you don't veer from it. That's how you make mm-hmm. sure you're not veering from your plan because mm-hmm. Even though, even though maybe you're only going to contact five of your past clients today, at least you contacted your clients today, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So we, we just can't get off track when we've set that plan. And the other thing people do is they don't set a number and they don't set a, a, a completion. So by when is very, very important. Oh, I love by when. when. More than practically anything. By when is so big in the, in the high trust community that... Mm-hmm. When are you going to contact your people and how many of them are you going to contact each day? Mm-hmm. And so setting that plan and sticking to it and making sure you have a number and a finish line is key. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, very true. And and I'm kind of excited to see, you know, how much are you how much are you leveraging? Because a lot of our coaching members are obviously getting new clients, they're getting referrals, because they do such an exceptional job, they do, they do deliver excellent service. So because of that, they are getting referrals. So it'll be fun to see how that database actually grows. And are they making an impact with those no referrals? Are they having a high trust conversation with them? What's important to you about this financing so that they're not just, you know, they're not just a a vendor that, you know, that did their financing for them and got them a lower interest rate. Are are they truly a new relationship? Yeah. And, and my most favorite thing in our, in our uh, ecosystem is the high trust interview. I absolutely (laughs) have had the most amazing conversations and the most amazing feedback from how I do business because of the high trust interview mm-hmm. it, when it comes to both um, new clients. Matter of fact, I, I got a, I got a really good review yesterday from one of my uh, guys that we just finished a loan for. Uh-huh. And I was pretty blown away. He said, Hey, by the way, at the end of the, at the end of the text, it said, Hey, by the way, um, I'm asking for a friend. Uh, what's your favorite restaurant? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I was like, oh man, my, you know, you don't have to do that. You know, the the biggest compliment is the referral, and he already has given me one, so it yeah. was really a, a cool conversation. That's so as we go through this, I think one of the other questions is, what are the things we get rid of? What are some of the things yes. that we get rid of? So, yeah. um, so I have a few a few things here, and it, this is really difficult to do, but if you do it. The time that you're going to create with this is pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Can you step away from personal emails? Can you step away from personal texts? Can you step away from personal calls? And can you step away from personal instant messages during the time that you've set aside to work? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here, here's here's the cool here's the cool. Uh, thing that it creates. Potentially, this frees up 747 and a half hours a year during what? your work day. Isn't Repeat that insane? Repeat that. <laughs> 747 and a half hours a year. Wow. Yeah. So it's the little adjustments, the little tiny letting go. It's not like you're letting go of these major things. Those little adjustments are making such a huge impact. Is that right? Massive, massive impact. And so as you, as you get rid of the little things, they're creating just a much easier workflow in my opinion, Mm -hmm. you know, I know we have, um, you know, with new coaching members, they have to get in the flow. It's almost as if they, it takes a little while to get them in the flow of accountability and execution and, you know, and that by when, because I think there's probably, if you're not in coaching, you don't have that by when accountability. And it's something that comes up every, every time we have a coaching call. And um, it's interesting. I had gotten on a call with a coaching member, fairly new coaching member, and we had, you know, set out and had agreed to several, you know, several uh, action plans. And we got on the call and he had executed any one of them not one of them in two weeks (laughs) I know not one of them in two weeks and his response to me was I just got hit with a lot of business (laughs) yep yeah which was like okay 
<laughs> so, and so we had, you know, had to have a conversation around that. And that is that, you know, are, are we going to keep going along, you know, down this path or, you know, down this path, or are we really going to start to execute and only be biting off? And I knew he was biting off more than he could chew. Um, but I, I thought it was probably even better for us to go through this exercise to say, let's, you know, what we agreed to, we're going to execute on, you know, so. This really, this really brings up a word that I, that I like to use and it's boundaries. Yes. Ooh. Um, if you're if you're not setting boundaries for your clients, right? Potentially one of your clients or multiple of your clients can run all over you. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. if, it's very key that you set boundaries with your clients. Yes. Um, I, had a, I had a coaching men, member um, complaining about an agent calling him at eight o'clock at night, and I said, I said, you're answering the phone, right? <laughs> and he said, well, yeah. And I said, well, then you haven't set the boundary. Yeah. So you need to stop answering the phone mm -hmm. or have an honest conversation with your partner. Right. Right. So right. it's kind of interesting, but I was like, I was like, yeah, it's very, very fun mm -hmm. to do this business. And this business is super rewarding until one of your partners walks all over you. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, and then when that happens, you're like, oh, man, this is so rough. But it really doesn't have to be. Right. right. So stop allowing, stop allowing this to happen by setting boundaries with yeah. your clients and your partners. So, Dan, let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, boundaries. So how, how does one go set about um, setting a boundary? How does one set about uh, go about setting a boundary, let's say, with, um, let's say with a referral partner or, or a client? How does someone go about that? Well, the, the, the easiest way to set a boundary with a referral partner is basically letting them know that um, um, that you're when you're when you are and aren't going to be available. OK. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then with clients, I think it's just communication. Hey, mm -hmm. uh, um, you'll get a text. Hey, I need to talk. Um, can I can we talk about this real quick? Yeah, I'll call you at 9 a.m. Or yeah, I'll call you. So it's just it's literally just communication. Mm -hmm. Yes, we can mm -hmm. at this time. Mm -hmm. I'm currently in an appointment. We can do it at this time. It's yeah. really just communication. I think boundaries are just communication. Yeah. It's very, very true. And it's and I think that the best time to start that communication is in the client consultation. Right? Oh, so you know, this important. is how I work. This yep. is this is when you can expect to hear from me. This is when I won't be available. Um, yeah. And know that, you know, that you will be getting, you know, that the communication will be high and it, there, you will not be for lack of information. Um, and this and, and basically kind of just setting those clients expectations. I, I just kind of still hear today for some with some of our coaching members that they're falling into that sinkhole because they're not setting boundaries. And then the client, you know, keeps running at them and texting them 65 times a day or something like that. Um, and, and, and they haven't set the boundary. I'm saying, and so my question is, how are you going to solve for this? How are you going to solve for this? And how you solve for it is creating the boundary, creating the expectation and creating the boundary. Am I Absolutely. right? For sure. I think, I think one of the things that's key in, in setting boundaries is um, making sure that you as an individual are first of all, sticking to your plan and, right. and making sure you're, you're extra communicative. Um, how do, here's the big question. How do big producers go on 12 vacations a year? Yeah. 
and and they have surrounded themselves with people that know how to do their job just like they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I remember the first time I went on a on a big vacation, 10 days, mm-hmm. and and actually followed my plan, which was to right. let go. Sure. And and my clients were in good hands. And so basically the the conversation went, I'm going to be out of town for 10 days. However, you're in very good hands. Here's, right. here, here's my assistant's name and phone number. If you need anything, she'll um, take care of you. Yes. Let me know. Let me know if, if you have any issues with that and we'll get, uh, we'll get you in touch with her if you need. And what happened was I came back from a 10 vacation. I think I had talked to my assistant maybe, uh, maybe two times in 10 days. And I came back to five new transactions and three three closed transactions. It's a miracle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Letting go is such a such a relief. Right? Uh, and, and and getting there isn't easy. And so yeah. as we talk about building a dam and building um, this program and putting it into mm-hmm. place, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. However, when it is done and in place, it's yeah. so freeing. Yes. To you as a as a leader of your business. You yes, know? Absolutely. And then then now you're moving to the into the mastery level, right? You start moving into master level when you're actually running your business, planning your business, ex- executing on your business, and 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 gleaning the success that comes from that kind of discipline. Am I right? What does Todd say? You, you either you either plan your life or your life plans you. Right. <laughs> exactly. And so I would much rather plan my life than have it planned for me. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So um, we're coming up to the end of our time, Dan. What are one or two things you want to make sure? Let's let's say that we're we're coaching everyone that's listening right now. What are one or two key takeaways that they should be implementing today? Um, Get rid of the personal stuff during work, I think is key. And watch your time just get better and better. As we talk about time traps, by the way, this is literally one of my favorite, favorite books of all time and continually relevant to our business. And so if you haven't read Time Traps, please read Time Traps because Mm -hmm. you will learn so much from that book. As I was going through this, I looked at at my notes and I'm like, man, I have notes in every single chapter of this book. Mm -hmm. And so... It's a phenomenal, phenomenal book. So read Time Traps, get rid of the personal email, and watch your time just get better. And and the flow will just get so much easier. Yeah, thank you. So I have a key takeaway that I'd like for everyone listening to do. And that is, if you're not in coaching, um, one of the things that we do is we, we track hourly rate. And hourly rate, when we are actually looking at hourly rate, we're actually establishing and understanding um, what how valuable our time is. And it's also a key motivator when we when we're you know billing out at two or three or four or five hundred dollars an hour. And it kind of motivates us to get rid of those things that we shouldn't be doing that we talked about earlier. So the way that you calculate your hourly rate is you take your gross commissions. Uh, divide that by the number of hours that you worked, and that will establish your hourly rate. So if you're not in coaching, why don't you do that for the next 90 days and see how valuable your hour your hours come and what you're willing to let go of that's just not worth your time. I love that. Perfect. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Dan, thank you so much for being a high trust coach. You've been with us for a couple of years now. You bring so much value. I think the next time you come on board, I'd love for you to talk about recruiting. Um, that's oh. one of the things that you do incredibly well. You are at master level, so you do help, help our, our master level coaching members in recruiting. So I'd love to maybe we'll have a conversation around that next call. Absolutely. I'd love to do that. Thank All you. Right. Have a great day. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Bye-bye. This is Todd Duncan. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Did you know that Elon Musk has a brain coach? If a billionaire entrepreneur who's redefining the automobile and space travel industries has a coach, I think everybody needs a coach to become the best version of themselves. You may not have dreams of launching a rocket into space, but if you want to take your business and your life to the next level in less time with less stress, I encourage you to schedule a free coaching call with one of our certified coach consultants today. It's absolutely free, and I believe it's the opportunity you need to have your best life ever. Visit HighTrustCoaching.com or click the link in the show notes below to schedule today.